Blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Welcome to the Riverside Flow Service from the Macarius Church Headquarters with God's servant, Bishop Eddie Addy. At the Riverside, you are watered, revitalized, established, and spurred on into victory. Be strengthened as you listen. Let us pray. Ask God to have mercy on you. Ask Him to show you kindness in His presence as you have come. That today He will draw you, pull you closer even to Himself. Stir up your heart to love Him. Don't think about anybody. Please just do what I'm saying. Ask God to help you. Show us mercy, Lord. Show us kindness. Guide us. Draw us closer to yourself. Bring us into your perfect will. Almighty God, have your way amongst us. Dalagurati Sahar. Mario Chabihala ke tsunami jeke Yes Lord Dawadia se kamahada Jelumo Sofia Makandeli grados Luamike savahandele bedaya Help me Lord Draw me close to you Let me go. I lay it all down again. Lay it all down again. To hear you say that I'm your friend. You are mine. You are my desire. No one else will do. Me find a way. Help me find a way. I go. Bring me back to you.
draw us closer Lord show us mercy your word has said that if the father does not draw you you cannot come draw us Lord for how can we come when you have not drawn us how can we love you when you have not affected our hearts show us mercy today draw us closer to yourself in Jesus name Amen You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Matthew 22. We are still on our very important subject on loving the Lord, being a God lover. In Matthew 22, Jesus was asked. An important, some of us when we are in class, we never ask a question. It's just symptomatic of your lack of understanding. And when you don't, when somebody is asking a question, then you shout him down. Sometimes you don't want a person to ask a question because you want the lesson to end faster. Have you been there before? So you, you see that you, you are not, you have not been a good student. That's where, that's why some of us are where we are. But now, you can't blame your grandmother again. Neither can you blame, she's dead. And neither can you blame your sister who has made it. That she doesn't want you to also make it. Now you can, if you like, take your own destiny in your own hands. And carve for yourself a proper destiny or destination. If you didn't do well in school, you can do well in life. It's never too late because you didn't pass math or English or science or any of these things. It's not too late, I'm telling you. And that wherever you have reached, if you readjust your thinking and your posture, from the way you used to posture yourself when you are in class, that you don't ask questions when they are teaching, it's like you don't want to, you don't want the man to talk a lot. Meanwhile, you are in a class too. Do you understand? He shouldn't talk a lot, and people shouldn't ask him to explain further. It's as if you don't want to understand anything. Some people don't understand anything at all, including anything around them now. You see, when you when you chat with them, you can see that they lack depth. So they just like watching movies because you don't have to think. Somebody has thought and has is acting, and it's not real too. So you are just watching and laughing. So when they, they when they come to real issues with you, then you are defensive, you are reactionary. If, if the English words are a little challenging, then you become angry. You don't want to talk to anyone because the English was, it's like you don't like this company. Every time they say things that you don't understand. But I'm saying that, that's why the Bible says with all you're getting, get understanding. And so this man asked Jesus a very important question, which you don't ask. See, most of the time, we are not answering 
asking questions. So when certain answers, principles are being given, they don't seem to relate to you. Because umbisa whole question be a no be braille solution. So uh, how to make it in life. You have not told anybody that you want to make it. You, you've never sat and meditated on it that I want to make it in life and I'm going to do well. So how do I do well? You've never asked yourself such a question. So if somebody comes and says, oh, seven things you must do in order to make it, then you yawn. Because it's not a question that you have asked before. And it's not a question that you don't know that you have not asked such a question. But the, your attitude and your receptivity, your posture for receptivity, is like how you are sitting and have arranged yourself to even hear what is being said shows that you haven't asked the question that they are answering. You see? So I'm just advising you. Because if you continue the way you are going, your bank account will be the same way that you have seen it in the past. Your house will be in the same arrangement. Your, your dressing will be similar. For the next 10 years, you are not likely to change much in terms of how you are. But I'm saying to you that you, the, uh, I heard a pastor say once, and it shocked me because I'd never thought about life that way. He was, his broadcast, his TV broadcast in America, he would point to the television screen and say, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Hey, I, I, I was shocked because I'd never looked at it that, that way that today is the first day. It's like, forget about all the days and years school you have been to anything and just consider that you have now been born. And today is your day one. It's like your birthday. And see, so what can I do now? Now, I've been born. Today, I've been born and I can speak. When I was born 46 years ago, I couldn't speak. I couldn't, I could only cry. <laughs> and then I could only drink milk. Now that I'm here, now, today is now, let's assume that I've now been born. What would I do differently from what I've done since I was whatever, whatever, how many years? Some of you just watch TV, keke. Oh. And so I'm saying to you that if you continue that way, you will see that your life is continuing on the same railroad. It's called railroading. It's like no change. There's no turn. There's no left. There's no right. Just the same. So if it's poverty, class one. Renting of compound house. It's like even when you marry, you'll be in compound house. And when you have children, compound house. And you outdooring compound house. You are on that road. And I'm saying that it can change you. And it's going to change. So you, I'm just making a point that somebody asked a very important question, which you don't ask and have never asked. What is the greatest or the first and great commandment of the law? It's like, what's the greatest commandment? What's the most important one? Do you understand? Because without you even asking such a question, you've been leaving a lot of it out. Which is that you have also chosen for yourself what you consider to be the most important commandment. 
So there are things in your life that you are following rigidly because to you that's the most important one that God really and everybody you won't say it but your life is patterned after what you consider most important. And unfortunately, <laughs> you, you, you can choose some, like if you go to school and peace your most important subject. I mean, there are many times, a few occasions where those who took peace seriously became top footballers and are now in Chelsea or somewhere where there are any millions. But those people, they are like one in maybe 100 million. It's like by the time another of such will come, it's like 100 million people would have passed through before another of such will come. Well, most people are not like that. If your favorite subject is PE, you are done for. You are sure that you are not going, you are not going anywhere. Huh? Yes. <laughs> Do you understand? Or, or you, dear, when you go into school, it's like your favorite um, time is entertainment. <laughs> or you like music, pa. So you like listening to music. So Saturday night is your favorite time on campus. And I'm saying that you are done for. Because it is not going to amount to much or won't take you anywhere. But that's how you've patterned your life after this great commandment. Do you see? And you don't, you don't know how to ask a very important question that can help your life. So if somebody has asked it in the Bible and the Holy Spirit has found it important enough Oh, you don't see somebody who is going to be great oh. I, am, am I saying something yes Well, the way you sleep, how often you sleep, the number of hours you sleep at your age. Well, we are not going far, but I believe that you can go far. That's why I'm saying that you are not even asking. So how can I go far in life? You see, so when I come and say you, I believe you can go far. You say Amen, but it's like you don't know. Who, so then what? Then what next? But preaching, church. Teaching is what next. That's what is next. It's like it shows you what to do. So somebody, which is the great commandment in the law? I mean, Jesus was asked this question, not Paul. They didn't ask Paul. Paul came later. Peter couldn't have even probably answered this one. I don't know whether he could have answered. But Jesus, who is the author and finish, always remember that. That he is the word. He was with, in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. The one in whom was life. And that life is the light of men. And that light shines in darkness. Every darkness you are in. 
He is the light that can shine in it. Whether it's poverty, demon possession, satanic bondages, addictions, sins, evil, whatever it is. Jesus is that light that can shine in that darkness. I hope you appreciate what I'm saying. He is the one they asked that question. What is the greatest commandment in the law or the great commandment? In Mark, I think Mark 12, 28, he says that what, which is the first and great commandment? Hmm? Is that not so? Mark 12. And one of the scribes came, having heard them reasoning and perceiving, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? You see, and Jesus said, the first, stay in Mark still, and Jesus answered, the first of all the commandments is, hear O Israel, the, the Lord thy God, our, our Lord is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this. The second is like, it's like that. It's also on love. The second most important is along the same line. And it talks about loving your neighbor. It's like, eh, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And I think on the basis of this law, there's a com- a, 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 something they call the golden rule, which is that what you wish that others do unto you, do so unto them. Which is like, love them as yourself. So if you don't even know how to treat others, your question should be that, how would I like you to treat me? So if I want to love you, how would I want you to love me? It's like... <laughs> thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You like yourself, pa, isn't it? Even injection cry when they want to inject you, you you will be pulling away. You don't want anything. So the same way that you don't want somebody to inject you, you too don't inject anyone. The same way that you don't want people to, you don't want to, people to talk about you. How it pains you when they, they talk about your matter or say something about you, you know. That's the same way that you too, if you love people as yourself, eh, you would not like them, you don't like to do it. So today I'm talking about this part, that if you love the Lord, you will love the brethren. Wow. You love others. Yeah. So we are beginning to talk about what how to love the Lord. Hmm? And we've said that to love the Lord, you are doing the most important thing. So this part is a very small part, which I hope doesn't last more than 30 minutes, but it's very, very crucial that God wants you to open your heart to others and love them. That's why he says the second most important commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. Or to love others. Love others. So you say you want to love God, but love others. So let's begin and look at one or two things. In First John. Beautiful. Mm, 
It's a very important topic. If we are learning the most, if we ask Jesus what's the most important topic in the Bible to to learn, and He says loving God, and you say you that's not your main area. In First John chapter four, let's look at verse twenty first. Verse 20 and 21 says, If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath not seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? Or whom he has seen, yeah. How can, who has not, he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? Do you understand? I don't know whether the English is confusing you. What it means is that if somebody says, I love God, but he hates his neighbor, his brother, eh, or another person, he is a liar. Because how can you hate or not love the person whom you have seen and yet you love God whom you have never seen? So it's like it's almost as if to go towards loving God, you must sort out your loving of others. Because you are now going to look at somebody, my scripture that I always quote that first Peter chapter one, verse eight, that whom having not seen you love. Do you see? You are going to say that I haven't seen him but I love him. And he's asking you a question that how can you say you love God whom you have not seen? But you cannot love your brother whom you have seen. So those of you who want to say me, me I love God. God is the one I came to love. But these people, Kai, I've told that anybody who crosses my path is finished. <laughs> So the question is put into you is that this great topic that you say that you have mastered eh, how can you say that you love God whom you have not seen? Eh? If a man say because oh, we are all saying and we keep speaking I love God I love you Lord or if, if a man sing <laughs> And I lift my voice to worship you, oh my soul, rejoice. Medowo, 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 medowo. It's like I will love you and hold you well. Midima koma with all my heart. Minina bedowo, with all my, I love you. You are rapping, God, and you expect God to be happy with your raps. And God is saying that eh, if a man say I love God or he, he will love God with all his heart and give him everything and hated his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? So,
Let that soak in. Then the next verse, verse 21 says what? And this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God love his brother also. Now that he has echoed back the commandment that Jesus that you, first you must love God and then the second is like your neighbor. I, I don't know whether you understand the message. So those of you who are always you are bitter. There are people you don't want to see even before you get to heaven. And if you get to heaven and they are there, you will excuse yourself. Yeah. Some of the choristers, you don't talk to yourselves. When they say then you bend your head. You because you know that it's entering your heart. You are sitting with the lady on the same. Both of you are auto auto singers. So you are not a lot. And sometimes the reason for your non-flow eh, is some remote something that the, the person doesn't know what is the reason. Sometimes you hold something against someone, the person is not aware what he has done. I mean, you want me to preach this thing that God is taking you higher and further and so on this is a message open prophetic word you are going to buy cars Christmas is coming you will eat chicken you will drink Fanta free on them we have a more sure word of prophecy if you take heed to it and that is that I'm telling you, you can't love God effectively if you are a man of hatred and bitterness. Whatever the reason. As for reasons, you can have a lot. When I teach you about the pathology of offenses. Yes. And I was blessed to see that the prophet has written a book on those who are offended. And it has a catalog of Things that offend people. <laughs> it's fantastic. And you see Christians who are in the church, in the marriage bitterness, in the relationship bitterness, in the ushering deep, 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 deep seated bitterness. Among the pastorate, age, there's no escape. Instrumentalists cannot escape. Sometimes a brother wanted a certain sister, and then he, he thinks that some this brother has crossed him. Hey, so he hates the brother with a passion. And the way it is to hear that he can't say it. Brother, and the girl too that you think that that you think that they have crossed you know she would have bounced you more than a tennis ball <laughs> if you had gone <laughs> you would have been depressed because the way she would bounce you with insults that 
that even that you have even considered that I can be your wife, crap. I feel never. I feel. Hey. That's why you will see something. You should thank God that the brother went first because it would not have been easy for you at all. So, if you love the Lord, you will love the brethren. Okay? So, loving God's people, people, God's people. You see, somebody even asked the question. You see, because you when something is given, like we have, so who is my neighbor? So who are the brethren? You you may answer. You will not answer the question. You just hear, then you leave, thinking that you know what you are going to to do. But it's very important to ask questions at junctions because it shows your depth of understanding. Because you are really understanding the message to even ask that ah. So is brethren the believers in the church or brethren my brothers and sisters or brethren just any human being at all? Is that what it means? Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Somebody asked that question already in the Bible. And the question was that who is my neighbor? And this same Jesus answered the question who is your neighbor? Then he gave the good Samaritan story. And the good Samaritan story he did it was not related to um, the Samaritan, uh, he was uh, the, the guy who was wounded on the Jericho road. He was not related to the Samaritan. He was not his relative. He was not in the same church with him. He was not uh, a business partner. He was not a basenta leader. He was not a schoolmate. He didn't know him from anywhere. But Jesus was trying to say that when we say neighbor, it doesn't mean fix yourself on your family, your brothers, your sisters, the people you have known in your church, the people in your area, the people you know, your classmates. It's like if the person it doesn't fit into a category of people that you have grown up with or gone to school with and so on, that he doesn't fit into your neighbor. And even in the church, Christ, like if the person is not one of the friends of your friends. <laughs> well, sometimes in the church, you know, there are people who don't flow with some people because they belong to a certain group. It's a prophetic service. Now, Munina, you are all in the church. And some of you deep in such. Um, word now, person using is so big that I don't even want to use it. Yeah. Because it's not regularly used, but it's, it's a very strong word. Yeah. But let me just say, it's like divide. That's all. It's enough. Yeah. You deepen the divide. It's like you, 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 you put a wedge. It's like if some people don't flow, you go and add something to make the flow even worse. Yes. And then when you come, you come and lift your hand. Oh, my God. There is none like you. Even some of you, your body language is an insult. It's like you are quarreling in the yard. I love God. You'll be there. You know? Yes, no one else can touch my heart. And then when you think somebody is looking at you, then yeah, yeah, I can search through all eternity long and find there is none like you. And you are worshiping God. 
Number two, if you love the Lord, you will lay down your life for the brethren. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Hmm? Lay down means sacrifice. That is not on your mind. God loved us. Hereby perceive we the love of God. This is how we know God's love. God's love is so wonderful. God. We like singing about things. So. God's love is so wonderful. It's so wide. Then we stretch our hand. He's so wide. It's so low. Then you go down. You can't go under it. It's so high. Then you lift your hand. We can't get over it. Oh, wonderful love. Hey. You are so happy. It's like the song kicks you. So, but this is hereby perceived like this is how it's like if you want to know what is God's love how is it expressed this is how so this is how we perceive so if you see somebody operating you can perceive it's like you can sense the love of God which is because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren what sacrifice do you make for others in the church this is the reason for so winning. This is what puts a burden on us. That is, is the love for others. When you think about it, that this person who is going out there, where will he spend eternity? Is the reason for so winning. The, the listlessness and the lackadaisical attitude. Yes. And the blase posture towards soul winning is stemming from the fact that there is no love in your heart for your neighbor he can go to hell for all you care he, he, he can die before his time. if he goes to hell you don't care after all you didn't give birth to him and God is saying that if God's love eh, at, the, at the root of loving God is loving people pray that God will stir your heart to have a love for people that makes you want to see them saved that makes you want to uh, see them helped poor people that's what makes people start orphanages because he has his children already and there are some children you can see no school fees that's why they strike their hand sometimes there are people in the church people are paying their fees you may not even know and helping them to go to school we should never be taken for granted because nobody is sitting down with money to throw on the ground sometimes when you give people things they think that you have plenty that's why you give it they don't even know how to say thank you properly and appreciate what they have against that oh this small one that he hundred cities there. But oh, if he gives me hundred cities, he has several hundreds of hundred cities. So if he gives me one, oh, okay, you thank you, thank you. Oh, like I wanted more. But anyway, no problem, no problem. Thank you. 
Then I will manage with this one. I'll manage with this one. They don't think about themselves or their children only. Because you can have money and you think only of your wife, your children, yourself. Do you see? That's the common person's human being. We, we, we exalt the selfish trinity. I, myself, and I. Me, myself, and I. The selfish trinity. Me, myself, and I. My wife, my children, myself, my, my, my family. So there are many of us Beyond any blood relationship You can't relate or have a certain feeling Towards somebody else A flow towards somebody Who is not of your same Adi name Or um, Nati name Or Kwakupom name Or Keteku name Yes Or Chigbe Thank you very much Yes <laughs> so you see that even when you come to church it's like you can't embrace the church family God has given you because the only family in your heart is just your biological family yes which sometimes is not big because even that biological family can be so whittled down that is just yourself and just some one or two cousins who flow with themselves, but there's another section of cousins who we don't relate with. Uh, oh, you don't have things like that. <laughs> and you have to learn it because we are talking about loving God. But God has put a kind of um, it's contingent, it's like He has put a kind of constraint. Do you understand? It's, it's constrained by your love for others if you want to love God. It's constrained. It's like you can't say you love God if you can't love others that you can see. So it means that it's, a, it's even easier to love people than to love God. It's true. That's what he's trying to say. That, uh, how can you say that? God, yeah, we can't, have you seen his hand before? Have you seen his eyes before? Do you know his, the shape of his head? Whether it's round like Keteku's own or big like Eiram's uh, uh, own. I don't know. Sorry. I mean, I don't know if you are saying it. Do you understand? <laughs> Do you understand? Do you know his shape? Do you know whether he's tall or short or slim or dark? Do you, you know his shape? Do you, have you seen him before? Have you heard his voice before? Uh-huh. So what he's trying to say is that if you can't love Reverend Neil Ante Kwakupom, who is here, who is flat, when we can touch him like this. <laughs> we can see his head, we can see his hands, his dress. I mean, it's like somebody you can feel, you can touch, you can't love him. Ah, then the one who is, who is, who, he is here, oh. he is here. You can't see that. You, I really love you. I really love you, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> eh? oh, my Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, how I love you, Lord. You're my only Lord. There was a song they sang today. Where is Saint Juan? It's gone. Okay. 
there was a song they sang today. Is that you are? No, it's not your all I want. I give you my soul. I live for you. Hello. Every breath. So is it the one you can't see? Every breath that I take. Every moment I'm awake. Lord, have your way. Have your way. Lord, I give you my heart. Oh, I give you my soul. Oh, yes, I live for, oh Lord, oh, not a man. It's like you are smooching Jesus on your chest. Every breath that I, oh. Meanwhile, you don't talk to your friends. You don't like when you small basenta they have given you, you hate the people who are in it. Smelly people. Yeah. I don't like this basenta work. Hey, me, I don't like it at all. These people, they will even come and steal your things. You see. They will come and steal your things. I don't want them to come near me at all. Hey! Ja, 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 ja. You have to learn to lay down, make sacrifices that not just for yourself, but for, for others. The church, the love is finished. Church work is, is love. It's love people, care for them, you know, look after them, pray for them, and things, you know. It's like helping somebody to rise up and be strong in the Lord. Oh, yes encouraging somebody hey let's serve him hey let's go hey let's read our bible hey let's sing his worship hey come along i'm going oh are you not ready let's move it i need you i can't go alone i don't want to appear alone before my maker is that love that makes pastoral work effective Without love, there's no motivation. But honestly, pastoral work, church work, is almost like a thankless job. It was, what are you getting from it? You, you think about it like you are a lay pastor, eh, Reverend Daniel. Yes, are you not a lay pastor? Yes, I am. And then it's like, are you not spending time? Not only time. Uh-huh. But money. Money. Gives money. Money for bus. Money for food. People come. I'm sure you give Hospital money bills. for food. Hospital bills. As a pastor. You see, when you are a pastor and you have a wife. Yes, I do. And your daughter. I have. Beautiful. You see. And siblings. Yes, Bishop. Yes. And family members. And family members. Yes, sir. And and what? And dogs. And dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And dogs. Because your dogs are also part of your household. And and the type of dogs that he has, they eat proper food like proper 
not like some of you were uh, your food you the food you give to your dogs like that some kenkebi like the real the under of the kenke that is like nobody can eat is what you give so they eat more than me yeah and when your soup is getting spoiled that's what you give to your dog and and some of their food is more expensive than what we buy oh yes but beyond that he's looking after people in the church in Madima estates with love here is this money for lunch here is this money for whatever uh, what uh, hospital bills transport this week Oh, it's your birthday. Oh, so are you having a party? No. Uh, are you going out? No. Is anybody taking an Okay, you get this and use it for lunch for your birthday. You give it. Give it. As you sit in the church and become recipients of such love, people shower on you. You have to know that. It is, it is, it is the bottom of it is the love for the brethren that Jesus has given birth to. It's like the the way he has given his life to the church. It's like you too, you are doing your part to help him in what he's doing. And you, when it gets to your turn, you don't want to do anything. You don't want to sacrifice. You don't want to give anything. No money, no time, no energy. You don't want to get tired. Sometimes you close from work, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 6.37. You are now going on visitation as if you don't like your house. And then you sometimes you get home, you get a call, somebody's on, on admission. You have to he will take off from the house, leave the wife, the children, everything, oh, and go after you. And sometimes when they are leaving the church, bye bye, cry back as bye-bye. Oh bishop. Never say it. Just leave. I don't know what you are clapping for, but honestly, if you look at the results or some of the treatments you get after you've given your life and given your money, given your time, and you get the response, do you understand? You don't feel like doing it for another person. When you see somebody coming, oh, Bishop. <laughs> because one of the common pastoral questions, why are you, so what school are you in? Have you finished school? Um, yes, SHS. Uh, what are you doing now? What pastoral question. What are you doing now? Oh, I'm just looking for a job. I want to go to university. Financial problems. Ah, why? You didn't pass. I passed. What are your results? I couldn't go for my results. I don't have money for school fees. So my results are in the school. Since 2017. Since 2017. 2015. I know people, they haven't gone for their results because they, they didn't have money to pay for the last term or something so that they go and see their results and five years now they are just looking for a proper job sweeping around so when when you hear such a thing from your member your pastoral instincts will be oh why what school so you pass and when you can't go then you think about it oh so this person passed oh shs can't we help the person to go go and get university forms then the person will go and get then go and do this then the person will go and do then the person's university then they'll be giving her money or him money go to school go to school go and do this and come you have exam they pay you need some materials you bring requests they they buy hey 
Yes. Help your members get married, everything. Because you are not an orangu. So you are winning their hearts for Jesus and for the church. When pastors want to orangulize, they'll feed you, they'll give you money so that you see them as your somebody that you are really attacked. Because our said in a few months now, he's going to start his church. So he'll be giving money here, giving feeding you, feed you so that you can follow him. But genuine pastors also exist where they feed you, they look, couple will come, they'll do, look, have, help you do your wedding engagement. You, you are going to marry somebody. You say you want to marry. Ubonu said, you want to marry, you don't have money. You can't buy cloth. You can't buy suitcase. You can't buy rings. All these are helps. Some of you see some people say, I'm going to get married. When they tell you, it's like they, they are telling you they are going to get married, but they are actually telling you that. Marry for me. Because you are a man of straw. They lift you up and you fall down amongst the coins. Coins. Five special coins. Not in the mum. 20 special coins is going. Only coins. Coins here, coins here. You scattered your coins so that that's what you really have. Your main meal is Mobrawa. Then you see a caring pastor. Oh, here is 10,000. Here is 5,000. You, you think, sir, oh, oh, scan one. It's like he doesn't have anything to do with it now. Or he should be. Is there anybody cry that I can dash this money to? Ah, this is my money, pa. Useless money like this. Eh? Is it not? Ah. Eh. You want rent, eh? How much? 700 a month for one year is what? 8,400. Times two years is what? Sixteen thousand eight hundred. Ah, okay, here get Jennifer Kutia. There are people when they are telling you that their rent is due, they are not telling you as it's like information update to share. It's a demand notice. It's a major request. Share. When you don't give now, you see that they've squeezed their face. And then they start, they leave the church. As if we are a philanthropic organization or an NGO here. And then when some, you don't even know sometimes what is the reason why they want to leave or they have left. Onka, onkra, onyashe. No baby, so. Hey. Oh. Hey, church, oh, we, we stopped, oh, now we are at, uh, we, I go to uh, the, this uh, International Fire Ministries in, uh, of Jesus Christ. Oh, hey, what happened? Oh, uh, I don't, uh, it just came, it's behind my house, so I just moved there. Oh. So you see that? Pastors have wounds because they, they you are their family. Oh. Oh, yes. If you love the Lord, you will have compassion for the brethren. 
If you love the Lord, you will have compassion. Don't have any compassion for anybody in the church. In 1 John 3, 17, he says, But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? Hmm? You can shut up your bowels of compassion. So there are people in the church, they've shut up their bowels of compassion. You see, like if you go to hospital and a doctor or a nurse or somebody has to inject you, they have to, it's painful, or they have to cut you or, you know, do something painful to you. They, they, they have to do it. They have to shut up their bowels of compassion and, and give you the injection as you are screaming. <laughs> If you don't shut up your bowels of compassion, a lot of little children will be uncircumcised. Because they are, they are scream, eh? They can scream. Like a little child who can scream, you can hear it maybe at the car park. <laughs> it's like somebody is killing the boy. So what is it? Circumcision. If you don't shut up your bowels, like when you shut up your bowels, you don't have a feeling that makes you respond to the person. And there are people in the church, that's what has happened. You have shut up your bowels of compassion for others. That's why you come to church alone. You don't care whether others go to hell or they become Muslims or fetish priests. You don't care. Because you've, you've closed your eyes that doesn't matter. If they go, they, they won't go to hell. They are. They, by all means, you know, like the song says that uh, somebody will take the gospel to them or bring them to the gospel. Eh? Hey! Hmm. Do you understand? Yes. That some people think that some people would take the gospel to them or somehow bring them to the gospel. It's like it's not something that um, I I, I have to come in. I don't come in. Where do I come in? How do I come in? It's like, but I mean, somebody would take the gospel to them or bring them to the gospel. But me, they are not part. And it means you have shut up your bowels of compassion. For the person's salvation. There's no burden. Even when we say let's go for our treats, it's as if it's an exercise in futility and a bothersome chore. That we don't we must not engage in such a useless and frivolous and vexatious activity. Because we feel that if somebody will receive salvation somehow it will come to them or somebody will bring them the gospel everyone thinks someone else will go yes how come you stayed in one city and in one town how come It's because 
we shut up our bowels when you see someone has need of a good church. You shut up your bowels of compassion. Somebody has need of a good pastor. You can see. It's like you just close your eyes. Like, oh, I'm sure they go to church. I'm sure they, they have a good pastor. I'm sure, I'm sure it's okay. I'm sure they'll be fine. If your brother hath need and shattered up your bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? How? How can you say that God's love is in you? So if you love the Lord, eh, one of the major things you do is that you don't shut your, you have compassion on others. That's what makes people you see, when we say we are going to orphanage, it makes people want to bring clothes because they, 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 they turn on the bowels of compassion. Like, Obia, human, every human being, once we are part of humanity, oh, I was said, um, I think there's even a poem that says that. Every man's death diminishes me. Yeah. It's like, all, um, it's like, no man is an island. Uh-huh, that's the poem. No man is an island entire of itself. Every man's death diminishes me. Munim's poem, no. Maya poem. Maya poetry. Maya poetry. No man. You haven't heard No Man is an Island before? It's a poem. It's a poem. Yeah. It's like I'm not an island. And by all means, somebody says every man's death diminishes. It's like I'm affected by what happens to others. You see, but some of we we are we can be in a cocoon and feel that none of these things affect us. There's no intercession prayers that you ever make for somebody. Unless it's just yourself, Lord, our beloved, Lord, and then when you get a beloved, Lord, let him marry me on time. Lord, let him marry me. If he marries me on time, then Lord, our children, let, oh, Father, we are praying for number one. And after number one, we are praying for number two. After number two, we are praying for number three. Lord, your school fees. Lord, your school bag. Lord, your whatever. And so on. Our what? Our car. Yeah. Yeah. So you set up your bowels of compassion. For others. But if you love the Lord, I tell you, you can't close your heart. What is that? No man is an island, entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a cloth be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less. Until we ask it. As well as if. <laughs> Any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Yeah. Never send. Who is, who is the bell tolling for the somebody has died? Don't send to know for whom the bell tolls. It's also tolling for thee. The reminder. No man is an island. You cannot just put yourself in the, an island as though you are the only person in the world. And God is saying to you that his love, loving God, eh, it has in it, or the foundation of it, must be a love for people whom you can see. 
There was going to get more complex. When you are now going to obey God that you don't know, you can't see, you can't smell. And you can't, you can't feel. It's not easy to feel him. Oh. It's not easy to feel him. So, let that soak in. That's why people have compassion ministries. Feed the hungry. Feed the poor. Help for the needy. Mercy, whatever. Mercy ships. Those ships, they, they come with books. Some are free. Some are very reduced, almost to clear. Some are, because somebody sitting somewhere, he has books he's reading. He thinks of others who don't have books. Then he just takes off a whole ship load of books and medicines to go and freely share to other people who will need because that's what made them come. That we in our little corner here, we are full of IMF bring us money, World Bank bring us money, Saudi this thing bring us money, Kuwaiti fund send us money, Exim Bank send us money, uh, Canadian Development Agency send us money. Uh, why, why, why? Eh? Eh? Danida government bring us whatever. Jika send us money. Hey. So we there we are always calling for help. Every and, and that's what has happened in the church. That's why our prayer meetings for our own needs are better attended than when there's a prayer meeting that is like we are just praying for 190 nations. Ah, 190 nations. <laughs> yeah, we will send the gospel there. Ah, but that means the gospel will go there. One day the gospel will go there. Or somehow they will be brought to the gospel. It's like it is it, something. And finally, if you love the Lord, you will be a shepherd so that you can care for the brethren. In uh, John 21 verse 15 After they had dined Jesus was Having a dialogue with Peter When they had dined Jesus said to Simon Peter Simon son of Jonas Lovest thou me more Than these Do you understand Do you love me more than these I mean these I'm always at a loss of what that, that this really means because I don't know whether it referred to the fish and bread he had served them. Do you love me more than the fish and bread I gave you? Or do you love me more than these could be the disciples who are standing around? Whether you love me more than these, than all these people. Whichever way it is, it works. Then he said unto him, Yea, Lord. Thou knowest that I love thee. Eh? And then Jesus said, If you love me, feed my sheep. So your, your demonstration of love for the Lord, if you really love the Lord, is to be a feeder of his lambs. You see those little ones, sometimes when we come to the headquarters, then we have new believer school. And you see some little fianga fianga flat flat chested people, flat flat bottom people. You see them walking, they are going for school. Those are lambs. Before they are contaminated by the wealth system. Hey, hey. Eh? 
there are some people who have decided that I want to teach these people how to read the Bible. I want to teach them how to have Holy Ghost baptism. I want to teach them about baptisms. I want to baptize them into the things of God. I want to baptize them into the church of God. I want to teach them how they can know God for themselves and be strong in the Lord. You see them walking like that. Those are the lambs. Jesus said, these ones feed them. My little lambs feed them. The young ones feed them. Young in the spirit feed them. Young little ones, small, small, small boys and girls. I was 13 years when I gave my life to Christ. God bless Scripture Union in Prempe College. God bless them. God bless them. They made they, they, they made me take Jesus seriously. I gave my life to Christ 1976. Oh, strong, strong. It was not a joke. By the time I came out of secondary school, I was an SU boy, pigeon crying and candy. Are they go? Are they come? No, no, no. It's like cruise. It's like no. So when I finished and I went to, to see my other mates from my primary school, and we bashed together and we're just, hey, just updating each other on how secondary school homoing and things were and so on. Everybody was Charlie. Charlie, when at school, where, where, where did they do? Where they come? Where did they do? They, 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 they punish us. Then, then, then they. Hey. Charlie, with him, so opana. I used to hear the pigeon, but I don't say it. So when you don't speak a language and you start speaking it, it shows. <laughs> so I was trying my little pigeon that I knew. Then one of my, my friends, he says, ah, why? This guy BS you. Then I, I said, oh, I'll show that I'll be a shoe. <laughs> well, I couldn't hide. That was the end of my relationship and fellowshipping with them. I moved from that group and I went to another category of people. Yeah. Because I had actually been a shoe, but I wanted to hide it small, but it didn't work. Charlie, this guy be a shoe. I said, what should say? I'll be a shoe. Just say, just say, bro, a pigeon, no crowd. When you, what, 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 what shows? He says, what they show say, I be be, be sorry for talk, <laughs> but I didn't know what, what shows, what shows that I be you. <laughs> you, know, you have not understood how the thing is said. I give my heart to Jesus because somebody cared enough for thirteen year olds and formed a scripture union. And invited us because the very first Saturday of my school, before I entered Scripture Union on Sunday, it was entertainment. We went to school, I think, on Thursday or something. So entertainment came on Saturday when the school arrived. Because the school, some boys went earlier, maybe Monday or something. Then the rest came on Thursday or something, and then we were with them. The seniors collected all of us, small, small boys. Small, small boys. All from one boys. You, you can't go for entertainment. You have to be in the dorm, something. They call some dormitory. We went inside. The seniors were there. They spread pornography magazines, penthouse, uh, playboy with naked women, naked. Oh. Then they point and say, this one is what? If you can say, they release it for entertainment. I tell you, and I had grown up amongst, grown up, my stepbrothers were like 10 years older than me. So they, 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 were, they understood and they had it planted in the house. Into a woman, small boy, no aspire, kakra, no aspire, kakra. Oh, yes. 
So when they pointed to something, I gave them the term. They said, hey! <laughs> hey, all my from one mate, they didn't know what was happening. I pointed, I said, oh, we all hear you say. Then I gave the term that the person, because I knew it from my senior brothers. They said, ah, God, no, what? They sent me off. But by Sunday, I had found scripture union. And it blocked the access of evil in my life. And the next entertainment they were calling us, it was not possible. Jesus had already filled the place. Somebody fed the lambs. And by the feeding of a lamb like myself, I escaped the group of people who were now... Because... Uh, the other day I met my mates one of my mates he was in my same dorm with me and we grew up from one the same class until we got to O level so he, he remembers that I, mean, I thought they had been forgotten he said he remember. hey adios they used to call me adios hey, adios hey they want fire coin and sin and say adios but I said hey adios we here say adios adios hey it was only adios who knew what was happening and adios hey adios and why your bishop purchases he say we are powerful bishop my friend was was thanking God for what he has done in my life because somebody loved Jesus and he he became a shepherd so that people like me little little lambs can be guided and helped before we are spoiled by the world and some of you didn't get as you into prayer you go spoiled by 13 we used to catch butterfly and smear it on our pubic hair for it to grow faster oh yes It's like you are nine years, ten years, and I hold So it's like you have to use butterfly, catch some a certain type of butterfly, and smear the 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 butterfly. You crush it into powder and smear it on your pubic hair area to let it grow faster. So when we meet, you bring down your shorts, then they check whether you are growing or you are still a small boy. Oh, so so so. Yes. Don't try this at home. Don't try it at home. <laughs> you can easily get HIV. <laughs> lambs. Today, when the lambs come to church, we don't like them. We are bored because they cannot be beloved. Those oh hey beloved, small small boys we know. Ronaldo t-shirt I try myself flip flops. What can he do for me? Oh useless thing. Go away from here. When you come and you see them sitting there, we are the proper souls that are serving the Lord. So he asked Peter a second time, Do you love me? Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. Then he said, Feed my sheep. Then the third time he asked him again, So important is the question that he tied it to shepherding. Do you love me? He was asking him the most important question God is asking all of us. 
do you really love me? Peter was so sad. It's like one question, what pizza It's like, oh yes, I don't trust me. And I said, Yeah, oh yeah, I denied you three times. So you are not asking me three times. Oh Lord, you Lord, you know. And I denied you, but you know my heart, Lord. I said I don't know you. True. You know I, I, I lied. I shouldn't have lied, but I lied. But you know that in spite of my lies, you know that. You know all things. Is that not what he said? Yeah. Lord, thou knowest all things. You know everything. Thou knowest. You know. Sometimes somebody can sin against you, eh? but he loves you still. Sometimes you can have a house help who maybe eats some food, be that you have your eyes were on. <laughs> but he really loves you still and respects you. But Charlie, come on, wow. He was so hungry when he saw that. He thought that it had been there for two weeks, so he didn't think that anybody would like it. So I, I, I expect. We can find somebody like he denied you three times. But if you know all things, you know that in his heart, dear, he can even die for you. He said, If you love me, if you love me, me, my love. You see, will you even get for somebody to tell you what you need to do if you love him? Because a lot of ladies, if you love them, they don't know what they want. The same thing that they like, if you go and do it the next time, so it's not easy to even find it's like the exact thing that can make a person happy. It's like when I do this, it means that it shows really that I love. It's not easy because we ourselves we don't know what really makes us for people to see. If you ask me. What one thing when you do shows that you really love me. It's not what we think. Well, if you give me one million, after some time I'll forget. And that one million, after some time I'll need one million again. Because I, you can't give me one million for life. So you, you can't give a giving that has an all round effect. To eternity, it's not simple like that. It's when you be, say, "Do you love me?" Then you say, "I love you." Okay, if you love me, do this. Munya, you think that he says, "If you love me, lift your hand and just lift your hand for a long time." And when you are feeling tired and you bring it down, then it means that you have really done well. Share all that. Sing louder if you love me. I mean. We are told to, to sing and everything, but in terms of do you love me? No, it's not in it that if you love me, sing. But if you love me, feed the young ones and then the young also in the spirit. New believer school, little children, Sunday school. Today you will struggle to find people to commit themselves to Sunday school children who are singing, teaching them, you know, um, uh, 
I've got this joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. I've got joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. And I'm so happy, so very happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. My, my twins, I've been, uh, I watched their YouTube with them, so I'm learn, I've learned their songs, pa. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. <laughs> oh, my grandfather's duties is working. It's too powerful. You struggle to find people with such love for Jesus. You commit themselves and teach the lambs. Because Jesus knows that if these lambs are not taught, they will become a prey for all kinds of beasts. Today, even the virtually harmless cartoons have gay themes and have gay innuendos undertones. And themes, yeah. Nobody wants to teach. When people go and bash people, they don't even want to teach them. They just want to gather them in a bus quickly and bring them and dump them in the church. So that somebody should teach them. But if our love for Jesus is on the basis of feeding my lambs. Let me give you one last scripture in Acts 20, verse 28. Acts 20, 28, please. It says, take heed therefore to yourselves. Hey. Unto yourselves and unto all the flocks, the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he had purchased with his own blood. As a beauty. He purchased them with his blood. That's why he says feed the church. Feed the lambs. Feed the sheep. Feed the sheep. If you love me, feed the sheep. If you love me, become a shepherd. Turn yourself. You know if you even want to, don't want to be a pastor, it doesn't even matter. But I want to be a feeder. Whatever the title, it's not easy material. Long before we were called pastors, we nobody even told us that we, we should, we, if we love the Lord. But we just felt that look, it's important. My friends were we, we had to stay in the house for one year after our, the, the sixth one, where the first batch that had to do national service because the university had been closed down for one year, so we had to do national service. And then we said to ourselves that during the vacation, a lot of Christians come home and they backslide before they go. So let's form a fellowship at Labonic Cantonment's Christian Fellowship. So that we can encourage believers at home, the lambs. They will come from secondary school. They will find a fellowship at Aquinas. They should come there. We'll go from street to street, house to house, person to person, and win them and train them and mop up believers, rich people's children who have gone to secondary school. When they come home, they backslide. By the fellowship, they will never backslide again. We formed the fellowship in 1983. It's there up to today. We were not called pastors. We were not being paid by anyone. But we were motivated by the love of Jesus. That his lambs can be fed. And his sheep can be fed. Because he bought them with his own blood. Ah. 
I said the last verse, but I've seen another one that I think I should give to you before we go. Isaiah 40 verse 11. Hmm? Ha. He said, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. See, these are the four point assignments of the shepherd. He was explaining that he will feed his flock because the shepherd feeds the flock. And he gathers the lambs, the little ones in his arms. I would like to see you are going. There are 15 little ones, lambs around you. That they can say, oh, here's our shepherd. Shepherd so and so, pastor so and so. They come around you. Then you'll be telling them how your quiet time. You had a verse. What verse? What did it mean? Share it with us. Say it to this person. You don't have a Bible? No, no, no. Let's get a Bible for you. Then we will go and get a Bible. So he'll gather them with his arm. He will carry them in his bosom. Hugging them. Praying for them. And he will gently lead those that are with young. The same lambs. You see them growing, becoming sheep and also giving birth to other sheep. You can never have sheep who come to church and are satisfied, who just go and they don't, they don't come back with another. They will go and bring forth others. So they will be like with young. So he, he leads those. So that's why every basenta or center should give birth to other basentas and center because your, your little ones will become sheep who also give birth to other sheep. Yes. I hope you are understanding the message. And this is what Jesus says here. If you love me, you have to love the brethren. You have to love people, others. And loving others will, will make you become a shepherd. You bow. Look, you can't love God in a way eh, and neglect shepherding work. You can't love God in a way and just come and sit in the church. Every day they are preaching to you, then you make your face. What a word. Wow. I really love the way you preach, you know. May God have mercy on us. And may God touch our hearts to love Him. To love the brethren. Stand to your feet. Let's pray for a few seconds. Raymondo Sinda, Rakama Sayaba, Raymondo Sinda, Rakama Sayaba, Raymondo Sinda, Rakama Sayaba, Raymondo Sinda, Rakama Sayaba, Raymondo Sinda, Rakama Sayaba,
with our affection, yeah, with our love, with our hearts, yeah, Lord. We want to love you. We want to affectionately follow you. Oh yes, you will love the brethren if you love the Lord. You cannot say you love God and have hatred for the brethren. Lord, touch our hearts to love the brethren. Oh, that our love for you, Lord, can be complete. Touch our hearts to love the brethren. Oh, we can say we love you. We will not love our brethren. Touch our hearts to love my God and my Lord. Show me mercy. Touch my heart, Lord, to love the brethren. Soften my heart to love the ones, the lambs, the sheep whom you purchased with your precious blood. Let me love people. Let me love the brethren. Let me love the saints like you love them. Let me make sacrifices. Let me have compassion. Let me shepherd by feeding, by carrying. Oh, yes. By leading them, Lord. By gathering them, Lord. Give me the grace of a gatherer. Grant me the grace of a feeder. Grant me the tenacity of one that leads from victory to victory, from hill to valleys, valleys to mountains, overcoming every obstacle and leading them always in green pastures. Oh, that I may carry them in my bosom that none will ever be lost. I will carry them in my bosom that none will ever go astray. I, I will lead them that are with young, that my own sheep will give birth to more sheep, that my own pastors will give birth to more pastors, that my own center directors will give birth to more center directors, that my own center leaders will give birth to more center leaders. Oh my God. Hey, mighty God. I wanna be more like you. Father, thanks a million for your time, the time you have spent with us in leading and guiding us into all truth. We pray for grace. Grace to rise into the shepherding work. Grace to be a gatherer of your sheep. A feeder of your lambs. A carrier of the little ones. A leader of them that are with young. 
Oh my God. Thank you. Continue to touch our hearts. To love you. To serve you. For the rest of our days. Anyone whose zeal has flagged. Anyone whose love for you. And that makes them become shepherds of your lambs and sheep. It's gone away, oh God. I pray for revival and restoration. In the mighty name of Jesus. Pray for a revival. Pray for a revival. Pray for a revival. Show us mercy. Balu, Kataya, Gadile, Polades, Matu, Kasia, Tade, Likra, Toda, Machilimika, Sundilimidaya, Kadiale. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's say this prayer together, everybody lifting up your hands. Say after me, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for all my sins and wash me with your precious blood. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. From today, my heart is yours. My life is yours. Use me, Lord, to serve you, to feed your lambs, to feed your sheep, to gather them, to carry them, to lead them, and to help them. In Jesus' name, Amen. My heart has found in you a hope that will abide. We trust you have been refreshed by the word of truth, rightly divided by Bishop Eddie Addy from the Macarius Church headquarters. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. on the Riverside Flow Service. Connect with Bishop Eddie Addy on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Sweet Melodies 94.3 FM. God richly bless you. Take me.